0: yeah now just picture me high up with my top down on highland and sunset doing 85 on the top deck see step by step we walking on stars if you looking for some action you ain't gotta go that far
1: Well, welcome back to another episode of Down the Hall Podcast. So we kind of have a lot to get into uh, in tonight's episode. Again, we have a movie for you, a movie to avoid as well. Uh, We will return to the segment of who will win in a fight. Rodney doesn't even know who the two contestants are, so we'll get to that. do. Uh, But before we do that, uh, we have a couple comments on our website from recent movies of ours. And so you can always go to our website. You can join our conversations we have. I mean, each week we discuss a topic around the movie and if nothing else, you can let us know what you thought about the movie of the week. So this one comes in from Mark, 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 uh, you know, kilt wearing Mark, Kilt Mark, who we met uh, in Jersey, Jersey says, Kilt Mark. That's this what I call was, them. this was for our, uh, our episode on sleepwalk with me. So last week he says during the segment racehorse or movie, after several correct answers in a row, when Rodney said, I'm feeling pretty good right now, I groaned out loud because I knew it was all over. <laughs> Rodney, I was screaming at you over the magical podcast circuit board, the correct answers. Why couldn't you hear me? Another great show, guys. Oh,
0: Mark. You know what? I was actually thinking about Mark recently when I, uh, I left work really late the other day and he had told us a story about how he always would get like a large fry on his commute home. And I the only thing that was open was McDonald's. But, you know, we had the conversation about how McDonald's french fries, like sometimes nothing can beat them. Um, And I got a large french fry and boy, did it hit the spot.
1: You know, I wasn't sure where the story was going, but I got to say the payoff was mediocre. mediocre. Uh, So this other one also came in from Mark, but about the Ex Machina episode. And this is more serious. He says, it's taken me this long to finally be able to sit down and watch this movie, but wow. Yeah. Exclamation point, wow. He says, this is what I loved. This is the line right here, man. He he's, he should be doing this. He says, a Frankenstein for the modern age. The twists and turns were fun, were a fun ride, and even when you expected something to happen, and it did, I was still amazed. Great recommendation on this one. Cool.
0: Mark. Yep. Love it. <clears throat> I loved how you described tile to tile to tile, boys. that's such a familiar was, yeah, experience
1: yeah, sifting through Netflix tile to tile to tile, yep. fun and movie to watch
0: yeah, so um so speaking of tile to tile to tile, um we were saving people hundred and fifteen hours of tile to tile to tile. Just think that that whole experience, so hundred and fifteen hours, Chet, what would you do with
1: it well actually that the answer I have this week comes from form of a of a story. <laughs> Uh, this past Sunday I was at, we have a limit on story or is that just specifically for me? You have a limit on stories. Okay, I, it. I have like free reign because got mine, it. mine typically have a point to them. Uh, so this past Sunday Oops. I was at my brother Dan's house and, uh, there's a couple other people over as well. And at one point, so he, Dan's an avid listener of the show. So like we, Yeah, which I was excited to hear, which Hi, is Dan. He's, he's a, he's a big fan. And, um, and so, anyway, so he had some really cool suggestions, which we'll get to another time. But anyway, so <laughs> does so one of he, them replace me?
0: I'm no. always waiting for the advice to be like, and get that like yeah. that like amazing guy from London. And I mean, you can he did. He did say that oh, he, loves he, he loves Here Lyndon. He loves Lyndon so much. He's I've, like,
1: when Lyndon comes to visit, I need to meet him. He loves him. I've yet to be um,
0: fired, but I'm wait. I, I feel like this is the place that I'm going to get fired first.
1: So. Um, so he, so we're, we're there and at one point, so there's a couple other people there. And at one point we decide we're going to watch a movie. So someone picks up the the remote, hits the Netflix button, starts, starts doing it right. Starts doing the cycling through Netflix. And like, I, I don't really talk about the show to other people that much. Like Dan was a little bit, but as, as they're cycling through, these two people don't listen to the show. Uh, Dan starts saying things like. You know, I heard that uh, a person will spend 115 hours a year just looking for a movie to watch. And the person goes, yeah, that sounds about right. (laughs) And then at one point, Dan goes, oh, uh, how about we watch Swiss Army Man? Like knowing it would just piss me off. But then the best was, so the way we determined how to watch a movie. And this is my answer because people will waste so much time picking a movie that they will resort to methods like what I'm about to tell you. We literally, the person with the remote had each person in the room say a number out loud. He then took the average of those numbers and clicked down on the remote that many times and then over that many times to pick a category to then pick a title. And so we ended up watching this movie with Nicolas Cage called Snake Eyes that was so bad I was existing in exactly the scenario we try to help people avoid of this endless scrolling whilst, whilst to, to buried the fact on a Nicolas Cage movie and then watch the entire thing and realize, boy, I wish I had that hour and a half back.
0: Now, was like you not mentioning movies to like recommended movies because you didn't want to watch them again? Or is it one of those situations
1: like, hey, man, I keep work at work, you know, which Publication gave it a really high review. Slant, Slant, freaking Slant magazine gave it a high review. Man, we're I so off the rails here, but I had to include. They that. They flip. I think they, they they do they do what, what I like that? to do.
0: They do what I like to do. Like contrarian. They're gonna, it's I think devil's advocate is the word. It's you not, think con- that's it's what not, it is? It's not just contrarian. It's like it's playing the other side of the street to just acknowledge that there is another side of the street.
1: Ready to jump into the movie there, Rado?
0: I'm ready to jump into it.
1: Well, I don't know how to get a podcast, but you should look into it. Yes, of course, it's down the hall. Because I'm psyched. And where we go, I'm ready to jump into <laughs> it. You sounded like Ivan Drago. Um, who's that? I'm kidding. The bad guy from Rocky Four.
0: <laughs> I know who it is. I haven't seen it, but I know who it is. I was uh, asking for a friend. Today's movie is uh, Sicario. Came out in 2015. Uh, it's a movie that is two hours long. So this is one of our longer movies. You know, we we typically try and stay ones that, that make sense for a movie night. It's rated R. It's an action crime drama. It's uh, on Amazon Prime. So another one that's free with, you know, what we consider to be a pretty uh, a pretty highly subscribed to a device or tool, I should say. Um and it stars Emily Blunt, Josh Brolin, and Benicio del Toro. So um, I like you, that. You like the Spanish. Do you
1: know what Sicario means in Spanish? Sicario. No, I don't know actually. Hitman. Hitman. Okay. Yeah.
0: Uh, I guess. I, well, that's probably why I left in the eighth grade. in the eighth grade, in the third grade, shit. Not, not a lot of not a lot of hitman references. Paraguay. In Spanish. When yeah. You left Paraguay. Mm-hmm. Um. And this uh, this movie was directed by Dennis Villeneuve. Villeneuve.
1: I mean, I can't even say Mike Birbiglia's name without stumbling Um, over it. But
0: he's notable because he also just did Arrival. Yeah. um, And he did the movie Prisoners, which was... You know, I saw Prisoners in theater by myself at, like, you know, like an emotional time in my life.
1: And not, you know, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I I mean, look, you had just spilled the the nachos on your pants. It was a Tuesday afternoon. You were watching a movie by yourself. Yeah. And, tough boy, is that one
0: a difficult movie to watch. Yeah. But anyway... um, Let's get to Chet.
1: What is the movie? what's What's the movie about? What's it feel like? Yeah, I'm glad that we're doing this because I had had Sicario at or near the top of my watch list for a long time. I finally decided, okay, I'm going to watch this. What it's about is Emily Blunt is the main character. She's a she's a cop in Phoenix who works uh, specifically with like drug busts, and so she gets recruited to join a team led by Josh Brolin and Benicio del Toro's character that is going to take the fight essentially to the cartel over the border, or so she thinks. But then as the movie progresses, you begin to realize that their agenda, meaning the team that she's joined, like their agenda isn't quite as black and white as she kind of at first thought. Right. And like Benicio de Toro's character kind of has some mystery around him. And Josh Brolin's character seems to be, you know, potentially untrustworthy like it just becomes this sort of mystery as as it develops it's really intriguing and incredibly tense movie incredibly yeah tense. i wouldn't it's, say violent but it's it's, it's, it's like <laughs> gritty dark yeah exactly it's, very, it's yeah. like um, it's similar to um like prisoners in a way where there's some yeah. scenes that are tougher to watch than others yeah.
0: i mean like visually it's probably less dark uh than prisoners but at the same time it still has has a, an eerie sense to it. Like you're you're unsettled probably for the vast majority of the movie.
1: And the reason I think it's a good movie night, I mean, Rodney said it, it's on Amazon Prime. So, I mean, I feel like that's a really accessible, you know, platform for people. Yeah. And um, two hours, but it's a good two hours. And like, it, yeah. this is a an action drama, which yeah. is a little bit different than most of the movies we've recommended, right. I feel.
0: I would say, uh, you know, beyond just it being accessible, because there are probably, you know, plenty of movies that are accessible. I would also say that it's, it's a movie with a really great, story it's a movie that's you know highly regarded um but the story itself is intriguing it's not like some you know action crazy movie the whole time that you know sacrifices story for action
1: yeah i completely agree and emily blunt was great in it actually do you know i love emily blunt. yeah i i definitely do another one that we talked about even yesterday was girl on a train yeah. which I, I think we we have to circle back to that yeah. at some point
0: i i you know i the more, more and more i see her i I don't even know i feel like immediately she's a great actress but i don't know there's something very very appealing to me about her and her movies she's playing mary poppins not just being not just that she's attractive but like there's something to me that's like intriguing about the characters that she portrays such such that i feel like she actually is legitimately intriguing whether that's fair or not that's how i feel
1: i mean i think she'd be okay with it i think she would think that's a fair assessment good yeah so what did you give it Um, So I gave it an 8 An 8? Okay, so for me it's I would say it's a It's like teetering on that high 7, low 8 And that's not to say I don't like it In fact, I really, really like it I mean, I've explained before how that Kind of works for me, but uh, Certainly not one of the greatest movies I've ever seen That would be 9s and 10s, but definitely without a like without a hesitation i feel like i can i could recommend this to just about anyone without concern that they would they would appreciate it and like it
0: yeah the good news for the good news for everyone is that the imdb score is a 7.6 okay and therefore the better news for me is that generally speaking people more agree with me than you well, what did I, I think? You said a seven. Well, I said so, it an eight. What so, are the,
1: what are the price and right? Prices right rules like the closest without going over. No, so, like I won how, that.
0: That's not no no no. That's not how this. You can't works. move
1: the goalposts. You don't get that's to not, determine. It's
0: not about. We're not trying to guess the I mean, actual. The Price rating. is Right existed no, no, far
1: no, no, no. before Down the Hall podcast. <laughs> no
0: no no. That's not what. I We've, don't
1: even need to argue with one, you this. one, go ahead, this. fans. Go ahead, fans. Well, let him know Let me know tell you, you take a day off of work, you stay home, and you watch like late morning TV and watch The Price is Right and then come back to me and talk to me about this. You'll we be- don't pick a score. If we were both trying to guess what the rating was, then
0: yeah, but that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that more people agree with me. So if the world was made up of people who rated this movie 7 and 8 – there's a slightly higher percentage if it was even. To be 7. fair,
1: I, I said it teeters on a high seven, low eight. So mm, like, that's
0: not. No, you want to talk about prices? Right rules, but you're not going to talk about IMDB rules. You pick one, pick it and stick it. You're a seven or you're an eight. I think that's what we're actually looking
1: at is the fact that like you and I represent what the mass actually said. I mean, I said a seven, you said eight. And yeah, people except said seven there's plus slightly six. more people who are in my camp. That's all I'm trying. Yeah, to Yeah, I tell. mean, and all I'm trying to say is I got it closer without <laughs> going over.
0: <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Double hate. Low entirely.
1: I like you a lot.
0: Boy, <laughs> we said we were going to do this episode quickly and we've already wasted so much time on so many things. Chet, Let's talk about what the professionals had to say. Okay, how's that sound? Sounds great. So I'm going to start off with saying Rotten Tomatoes. I feel like yeah. every time I explain what Rotten Tomatoes is, and I feel like both most people's ears probably want to bleed at this point. If you're listening, you're like Rodney. If you explain Rodney, to me one everyone more turned the 94 episode out. 94 means
1: people turned out, tuned out after uh, after our little spat just now. So, <laughs> so no Chet, one's listening anymore. I don't know anyway. if you know what this means, but 94
0: percent ni- means
1: <laughs> that all critics
0: who reviewed the movie 94 percent gave it a positive review. Okay, or good. better. Um, Um, You know, just in case. In case someone didn't know. um, Why don't you do, hit me with my favorite part, which is uh, you do all of the work to find the best and worst review. Hit
1: it. (laughs) hit it okay uh so 94 percent on rotten tomatoes first of all i think we should say that's an extremely high rating i think that's amazing i love that <laughs> yeah. what are you still giggling about over there because every time i explain what i explain <laughs> with the rotten tomato score
0: we're like potentially the one new listener that's but part of like the show our man. dedicated our dedicated people are like yeah, got it.
1: That's part got of it. doing a show is you have to say sometimes the same things over and over again. I mean, we have new listeners almost every show at some level. So I think it's important to to, to bring them up to speed. <laughs> I no, I'm fine with it. I'm just. There are people like, who still don't know why I hate Slant Magazine because they're new to this whole thing. Nobody doesn't know why you <laughs> hate Slant <laughs> Magazine even knows because I just emailed them this week. So okay, so with the 94 percent on Rotten Tomatoes, what that means is that it's really hard to find a quote-unquote worst review, but we will start there. This one comes from. Oh, I'm so happy about this. This one comes from Village Voice, which again sounds like a cover band. Villanova's Pro, uh, proven. That he has a strong punch the trouble is he barely aims it's like a mcgregor mayweather line i i i'm str. i feel like you saw the word punch and then just decided you're gonna make a boxing reference but uh, the best- no because i'm saying that it's you know
0: like i guess she's saying like he has the ability to you know impact your emotions but like that the you movie doesn't land, maybe? It
1: swings wildly. Yeah. Uh, well, the best review, I like far more people, obviously, I mean, roughly 94% gave it a positive review, and this was one of them. This comes from the Hollywood Reporter. It says that the violence of the inter-American drug trade has served as the backdrop for any number of films for more than three decades, but few have been as powerful and superbly made as Sicario. That's,
0: uh, that's what I think I agree with. I feel like I've seen actual documentaries and movies that focus on the drug trade or or that cover this topic in one way or another, but never to the degree of incorporating a really interesting story like this one does. I feel like typically you know what they're trying to do. They're trying to chase down the bad guys and run into some issues along the way and run into complications, run into moles, all that kind of stuff. This doesn't not have that, but it also has a more intriguing story with a better payoff.
1: Yeah, I actually do agree with that. I wish we had mentioned that before because that, that plays into why it is a recommendation, is that it does stand out to me as being a, a more intriguing spin on what is you know a story that's previously been covered. But Rodney, we had mentioned Emily Blunt before, and I think she was great in this, right? Yes, And it got me thinking you had said you loved Emily Blunt. I say I I also do. But more than that, I love that she and John Krasinski are a couple. Like I love that. In fact, I love it so much that I created the topic for tonight being what is your favorite Hollywood power couple?
0: Do you really love The Lamp or are you just saying it because you saw it? I love Lamp. I love Lamp. I feel like the lead would be that not only did you create this topic, but that you also created this shrine that you have in your room.
1: To John Krasinski? No, to both of them as a couple. <clears throat> Emily
0: yeah. Blunt's in one corner and John's in the other. And then like you like move them together. Why why wouldn't you leave with that? You just felt like that was harder to explain?
1: No, I felt like that was an understood and assumed thing that I would have that. So I don't know why I need to bring it up every five seconds. <laughs> you uh, have been telling me where is mine. And I've said you. it's not a normal thing to have. I think Brick and the Lamp would make a great real-life couple. I feel like I would follow them on Instagram if that was an account. Uh, Rodney, what is your favorite Hollywood power couple?
0: You know, um, I'm going to take your answer and I'm going to raise you one. My favorite Hollywood couple. Really? That's so unlike you. Is Pam and Jim from The Office. And you know what? You know what? So you
1: decided that this
0: wasn't worth your actual time. (laughs) So what I decided is that Emily Blunt in this case is quite the homewrecker. Because the huh. greatest couple in Hollywood, you said Hollywood couple. How are they not a Hollywood couple? You think? Are you telling me that The Office wasn't
1: made in Hollywood? Well, you know, I can actually disagree with you there. So let's move on to what the listeners said. Uh, Jenny in Colorado says Dax Shepard and Kristen Bell. I don't think that he deserves her. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to level with you, man. Jenny was one of like five people, including your sister, to say Dax and, and Kristen Bell. I, I know is, who he is. He's just a big dumb idiot. He got his start on punks with Ashton Kutcher. Get out of <laughs> here, man. So, Michaela in Massachusetts says Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively. There's Oof. a lot of people who said, Hey, oh, that's a good Reynolds one. Ryan Reynolds and Blake, uh, Blake Lively. Randall in Boise says Carmen Electra and Dennis Rodman. Randall, okay. I don't think you quite understand the game. That's not real. And are they a couple anymore? How long were they a couple? A day? Speaking of not being a couple anymore, John Negroni. Uh, the John Negroni says Chris Pratt and Anna Ferris, oh yeah, just recently recently right? he, broke up. and he know, says, yeah, still, still them. he He acknowledges it at least. Can I, I say, say something? You know that our
0: uh, so our friend Tyler, uh, his dad lives in Seattle. actually, he's like, his dad is like neighbors with them. And he bumped into Chris Pratt two nights in a row at two different restaurants. And I think he was alone. I remember seeing pictures because he was like, you know staking pictures of him. And this was before I think I knew this, and I know you're gonna look at me, and I'm gonna look at me like I would anybody who said this. But yeah, looked,
1: I knew it. He looked blue. He looked down in the dumps. I had a feeling lo- based lo- on the pictures that my friend Tyler's dad from Seattle <laughs> sent Tyler, who then sent me. I thought, yeah, yeah, Chris, Pratt Chris Pratt looks Pratt's definitely sad, divorced, bro. Uh, is he divorced? I, know, divorced? I think they're on their way that, to that. That's what I heard. That's oh. what I heard. <laughs> from who? Tyler's Tyler dad texted me. <laughs> oh, man. Not a laughing matter. Sam from New Hampshire <laughs> says the, <laughs> the <laughs> divorce. The Pena Vegas. And I said – I, I I responded back and I said, I don't know. I didn't even want to say I don't know who that is because I, I thought it could be a what. I said, I don't know what that Sophia is. Sophia Vergara and her husband? And he said it's the girl from Spy Kids and a guy from Big Time Rush. I only understood like five of those words. I do remember watching Spy Kids, so I know who he's talking about. Oh, yeah,
0: I remember her from Spy Kids, yeah. but
1: And then lastly, Emily from Springfield, Missouri, says, Emily and Austin, meaning her husband. And the only reason I'm including that is because we get it, Emily and Austin. You're a great couple. We know you. We love you. You've crashed here. You're about to have a baby. Congratulations! But my gosh, get the game, get serious. This is life or death here. How do you know
0: though? Because there is a Hollywood, Missouri, I believe. What isn't there a Hollywood, Missouri?
1: Rodney, have they ever been to Hollywood, Missouri? I don't think she was at all confused as to what I was asking, and I think she just wanted to say that. I I don't know. You know what? She could be accurate. I don't. know. Congratulations on the baby. And you know, I'm glad I was one of the first people to know. Congratulations. How do you know you're one of the first people to know? Because they Facetime Legna and I. Granted, I missed the Facetime, but (laughs) they. The, so you the weren't the first one to know. I, <laughs> was. I, the goal I was. I didn't say it was to tell first. You first. <laughs> I'm not saying I got a text from Tyler's dad telling me. I'm just saying that I was I was within the first few. I do yeah. know that. There's an old saying in Tennessee. I know it's in Texas, probably in Tennessee that says fool me once shame on shame on you. It me. We can't get fooled again. All right, Roddy. So just like my experience this past Sunday, um, and you know, Dan asked me, "Is that going to be a movie to avoid?" Snake Eyes? No, it's it's not going to be a movie to avoid because the rules are that a movie to avoid has to be a movie that is being promoted either online on some list of like best streaming movies or something that like Netflix or Amazon Prime is putting out in front of everyone, saying, "Here, watch this." Yeah. And so it's kind of like something like that. If it's being recommended by someone somewhere. We watch them and we yeah. tell you if it's worth your time. Right, Snake Eyes or whatever I watch on Sunday. Dan would agree with me t- with me too. It's terrible. It's not yeah. Worth somehow my
0: you time. guys decided that not only was it worth your time to to try and find a movie like scroll forever, but to do math. Yeah, yeah. let's do
1: let's I'll add, tell you. let's
0: all pick a number, add it all up. I thought you're just gonna like randomly. If select that doesn't a number. tell you
1: the purpose of this podcast, like I'll tell you, man, I was sitting on a living room floor as people were doing math to de- determine what movie to watch. Anyhow. We have a movie we're telling you to avoid this week. It is called Opening Night. It is one that uh, has been promoted quite a bit on different lists I've seen online. It is about a director of a musical theater group, which sounds interesting enough.
0: So what what else?
1: If that's not enough, what's... You're asking me why is it the movie to avoid? Yeah. The lead character was Topher Grace. That's it. I'm out of here. Who needs a movie that stars Topher Grace? Do I need any more explanation? What is this? That seventy show? Anyway, um, so as we uh, proceed here with this this episode, we very soon we'll be getting into our favorite scenes from Sicario, which can be spoily. So what we do is we give you the heads up to say if you're going to go watch it and you haven't watched it yet and you don't want anything spoiled, you can jump off, come back later, and hear what we have to say. But before we get to that, we have the return of a pretty recently added segment called Who Would Win in a Fight? Let's get ready to rumble!
0: All
1: right, Rodney, you ready? I'm going to give you the two contestants, okay, who are in this fight, and you are going to determine who you think won. We also have a Twitter poll that was running all day, so the, you know the listeners have given us some feedback in terms of who they think would win. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. All right, in one corner, coming in at five foot six. Wow, another short one. Hillary Swank. Oh, okay. Okay. Curve and ball. in the other corner, straight from Sicario, coming in at five foot seven. Emily Blunt.
0: She's five foot seven, huh?
1: So the reason I did this is because Emily Blunt fights somebody, two people, in this movie. Granted, she loses both fights. And she fights a. Man. We don't, 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 don't. We can't spoil anything. We can't spoil anything. But I thought, okay, I need like a woman who's like similar, like build, but also I've seen fight. And I thought of Million Dollar Baby, and so Hillary Swank. So who wins in this fight? Emily Blunt or Hillary Swank?
0: Um, yeah, I feel like the, the the popular choice would be to say Hillary Swank because of Million Dollar Baby. But plus, she seems like a she seems like a pretty tough a
1: tough cookie. Okay. All right. All right. That's analysis. (laughs) Uh,
0: (laughs) And I guess, boy, but Emily Blunt has that look about her that says, like, something tells me, you know, she she could probably... Don't cross her? Yeah, something tells me. Um, I'm going to go, my choice would be Emily Blunt, for all of the reasons (laughs) that I said before, mostly because I prefer her, but... I'm gonna say that the fans went with. That Hillary feels Swank.
1: like a, That feels like a different thing. No, 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 a different. No, no. I, that's mostly because I, I prefer her. <laughs> uh, okay, you think the fans said Hillary Swank? I do. Well, you are wrong. The fans really? actually agreed with you. 65 percent said Emily Blunt would would take it to Hillary Swank and end it in one round. Wow. I actually added that last part in I don't know Someone do might have thought some of have thought know. it would go the that's distance press pull. I don't know this the McGregor, the McGregor mayweather fight was was recent now that's just on my mind yeah. so anyway, so yeah, so okay, so Emily blunt takes the takes the prize tonight and you know I also think she did an agree, an amazing job in sicario.
0: agreed agreed so I think Jeff, for that reason we need people to go to our website yes scroll down to the bottom absolutely submit a movie recommendation. Right, which you can do right there. Which you can do right there.
1: I love, a- I love when those come through. I love when I get the notification on my phone that people have recommended a movie. Now, granted, they're not always the best movies. Some of them are. Like we've gotten some I- good ones. Like Dear Zachary came in that way.
0: Yes, I feel like. Are you hinting? That Ivy's picks for Olympus has fallen and London has fallen are not your favorite picks. Is no, that what no, you're no, hinting no, no, no,
1: no, 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 no. That's not what I am saying at all. Okay. I was I wouldn't even touch that yet because you haven't even told people yet that 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 even happened. Well, I just did. Right. So Ivy, one of your coworkers, yes, well, listens was, to the she works show. at a different company, but yeah, we okay. work with that company. Yeah. Sure. Good. So she listens to the show. Yep. And recommended both Olympus, Olympus has fallen and London has fallen. Yes. Not to be confused with White House Down.
0: No, different movie. Okay. Same premise, different movie. That's a whole other topic. But Same year, different I movies. do
1: think that there's a place for just straight action movies. And yeah. I'll tell you, both of those movies were fun to watch as a double feature, because I hadn't seen either of them before. Yeah. And yeah, I wouldn't be surprised, Ivy, if an episode came out in a few weeks where we did a double feature on just straight action movies.
0: And we've, uh, yeah, no, we've had plenty of conversation about the podcast, um, and she said uh, many complimentary things about both the show. And she's also said that she thinks that I'm funnier than you on the show. You are. I saved that. I buried that one to just
1: say to your face. (laughs) I wanted you to react. I think. I think we both know uh, how this goes. (laughs) You. Yeah. We also recently had a moment
0: where where we did. uh, Wait a minute. I want to know how that came up. Are
1: are we best friends? I want to know how that came up because I feel like no one just comes up. You want to do karate in the garage? No one just walks up and uh, says, "Hey, you're funnier." I think you said, "Who do you think is funnier?" <laughs> I, I swear, I
0: swear. Ivy can, I can say a comment on the website. I didn't ask her that; she just said it. I almost sent you. I for. Uh, this was weeks ago. I almost sent you a <laughs> screenshot of it, and I thought, "Now I'll wait." There would be a better opportunity. I told
1: you when we won that award, right? When we won that that the award back in whatever was that January? Yeah. And people were saying a lot the of Oscar. unbelievable kind, unbelievably kind things to us about uh-huh. the show. They said a lot of great things. One of the things that consistently came up was how funny they thought you were, which is a great. B, I think you're funny too. Yeah, I've, I've told you this. Not you? I think you're funny. It's, it's, you just change your octave. That's like the worst. No, of no, no, no. no. I'm
0: saying I'm, I'm trying to like. I don't want to give you that credit. So anyway, we, we're probably playing a little bit of music here. Uh, Chet, I'm trying to say all the lines that you normally say. Yeah, but, but funnier, which we've established. You, you could yeah, say them funnier you. than me. Thank you. Um, yeah. I'm also going to say you can check us out on Checked Out NJ. Checked Out in NJ. I t- that's Thursday. it right there, man.
1: Those are the jokes that you write for yourself. That, thank you. <laughs> that's where you get
0: the Ivies of the world. Yeah. <laughs> um, Checked out in Jersey, 6 p.m. on Thursdays, 8 p.m. on Thursdays. Yeah, well, you can over. you
1: can start at 6 p.m., but we won't be there for another <laughs> two hours. Just
0: hang out on Facebook for a couple hours in the waiting room. We'll be there soon. No, so you can uh, hear us on Checked Out in Jersey, 8 p.m. Thursdays now. But if you can't do Thursdays at 8 p.m., because I think we all know we, we all are podcast listeners because we want our media when we want it, you can also download their show as a podcast. And listen to our movie recommendation on that segment. So we actually have to face people who have listened, who have watched our movie recommendation and tell us whether they think it's good or bad.
1: I told you not to give details. Yeah. Well, you're the
0: one who gave me the
1: details. All right. So talking details here, Rodney, now we can talk openly, freely, spoily about Sicario. Yep. AKA Hitman.
0: Yeah. It took, you know, it took you so, it took you so long to see this after I had seen it that, it was harder for me to remember detailed scenes. You kind of, you know, reiterated it and I remembered. Um I mean, I think the scene that always sticks with me is the the com- combination of the scene where Emily Blunt, you know, was really used as bait to get John Bernthal, who plays the same Shane, character, Shane from The Walking, dead. walking dead or The Punisher, he plays the same character all the time, which is like tough cowboyish guy. Yeah, that you can't trust. Um, and uh they kind of use her as bait, um, and then that ends up a fight between him and her—a mm-hmm. direct fight. Yeah, uh, and then that ends with that she loses because it wasn't Josh, Hillary Swank. <laughs> yeah, Josh Brolin and Vinicio del Toro torturing him to get information out of. All oh, right, uh, who he's you know who he's working with, who mm-hmm. else is who else is also uh, working with him, and that scene has always just stuck with me him in the backseat of the car just because benicio del toro is like torturing him the most nonchalant ways but doing it with things that you're like what are you doing like he like sticks his finger deep in his ear and you realize like
1: he's like a like a like a middle school bully (laughs) Like i don't know if you've ever had the thought
0: like oh if i was being tortured would i give up information
1: yeah i think about it i think about it i do you like Pretty often, I think. Yeah,
0: I've like I've wondered, you know, like what it would take.
1: Because I've never like... wondered that about you. I think I know what the answer is about you. But I'm saying for me, I I've thought about it a lot.
0: You you've you you think I would give up the
1: information? I think saying? you'd give up the information in a second, in in a in a uh, before before any torturing started happening. Only if I decided that it was worth
0: giving up the information. But if torturing started and I hadn't yet given up the information, I don't think there's there anything that somebody could do. Shy of like, like to me specifically, you know, I feel like in most torture scenes, they put something else on the line, like that they know where their family is or they know where, whatever. Right. And then it's like, okay, well, this information is not that worth it. Yeah. But anyway, that scene was crazy. That That scene scene was nuts. Yeah. It's just, I feel like it's, it's a tone setter for what the movie is like and yeah, what it contains.
1: Well, speaking of tone setter, mine was actually the very first scene, I think it was, or like one of the opening scenes which I do think it set the tone for the whole thing, where they do that raid on the house. It is. It's the oh, opening right, scene, yeah, right? Yeah, they exactly. do the raid on the no, house. Yeah, and yeah. That's also and yep. after they have kind of a shootout with the people in the house, they realize that they have, like, bodies inside the walls. Yeah. So, like, that's when they realize that this is much bigger than just a drug bus It's connected yeah. to the cartel. But yeah. then, furthermore, like, the back shed is rigged to explode. So, like, this was a trap set by the cartel, which then sets, obviously, the tone for, yeah. like, How tense the movie feels, but then also brings you right into this story of you're fearful now for the characters because you saw some of them go into this scene at first. And as you're trying to determine what you're thinking about the movie before you can even give any thought, people are being killed. Like people who who you were rooting for immediately are being killed. And so I thought that set up really the rest of the movie for that that tension, that uh, tension. that was necessary.
0: No, you're hundred percent right. That scene, I still remember it. And that is what I always associate with this movie.
1: <laughs> yeah, I agreed. I, um, that, like I said, that that's where the movie got me hooked right away. And it was like within the first five minutes. Um, you know, as I can't help, but like not honestly talk through this completely without still being reminded of something else you said, Ivy said, which is that she does listen to the spoiler section. So I know she's listening now and I have to say like, I had a moment where I thought, "Do I stop following her on Instagram because she thinks you're funnier?" And I realized, no, I think, I think that I really, really like that take, and I, I honestly think I agree. So, Ivy, y- your newest Instagram follower. Well, actually, I don't know that. That's pretty presumptuous. You might gain <laughs> followers every day. <laughs> At least you've, you haven't lost me. I'm, I'm still with you. If you're still with us, I, I, I I'm loyal. I'm loyal to the bone. Okay, check in a few days. No, no. I, look, right now she has a out. story up and it's funny because she said she had a picture and it said marriage and it was a a, a t- toilet paper roll that had no toilet paper on it. <laughs> so I thought, see, she's funny. So she gets it. So like, see, so you're funny. She, she's funny. So everyone's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Except you. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, like Rodney said, you can find us at downthehallpodcast.com or you can scroll down. And recommend a movie. You can also email us down the hall podcast at gmail.com or you can follow us on Twitter at down the hall guys. I also want to remind you that uh, a couple of weeks ago we said that Movie Rob was going to be writing proper movie reviews to accompany each of our recommendations because we uh, we're not in the business of reviewing movies. Uh, you don't care what Rodney and I have to say in terms of in-depth reviews, but you might care what Movie Rob has to say because this guy's name is Movie Rob and he how does a great. Wanna know? He honestly does a fantastic job reviewing movies. I, I I love his write-ups and so he sent us a bunch of them. We kind of had to con- configure what we we're going to do with the website, how we were going to put them on. Yeah. but we have a plan and so you'll see those on the site and i highly highly recommend checking those out he works hard on those um for you guys and and it's a great addition to to the team unless i'm forgetting anything rodney i think we can say adios for this week see what i did there adios for spanish sicario kind of Hitman. man you forgot to go <laughs> see you later oh boy